Hello and welcome to the all new episode of the Thai Gap Podcast. This is me being brute and with me is... Bogus Noog. Hi Bogus. Hello everybody, welcome back. Another Thai Gap Thursday. I said hi. Why are you re-welcoming everybody? This is what you do, so I'm giving you a taste of your own medicine, bro. Fantastic. For a guy who doesn't have the proper equipment for a podcast, mm-hmm. it's too brave of you. Yeah. And that brings me to the announcement of today's topic. Yes. Of the world famous template of It's Not Easy. Yes. It is confrontation. It's not easy. It's not easy. So bogus confrontation is a big thing. And uh, we at Thigap believe in confrontation a lot. Yes. With everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. So let's give a chance for everybody to confront us. World famous award winning social plugins. Bogus, we are available on Instagram at at underscore Thigap. Twitter and Vero at at Thigap. And if they want to write a mail to us, which is very personal. MindThighGap at gmail.com. Fantastic. We are getting better and better. That's it, yeah. It's like too good. Too, too good. smooth. Yeah. It's like how, you know, prisoners are churned out of Cuba. Hmm. The smoothness with which hmm. it is operated. Yeah, you know, you get a feeling like when underworld characters, mm-hmm. you know, when they start making good on their business and the money starts flowing in. Yeah. After a point, you start panicking like, oh, this is yeah. too smooth. Too this smooth. is too good. Something has to go. Yeah. Wrong. When is the other shoe going to drop? Yeah. You know, so we're kind of like that. In that. Yeah, we're at that we're, stage. We're at that almost. stage. Like yeah. we're almost waiting for Elon Musk to like take over Thigap and then kick us out. Yeah. It's that good. So anyways, Bogus, now that we're done with the socials, Mm -hmm. let's just deep dive into confrontation. It's not easy. Yes. So like we always do, let us start off with you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to allow you to do this by setting up my coffee table. Now that that is done, Mm -hmm. what do you mean by confrontation? What is the context from which we are talking about confrontation? Yes, the context in which we are talking about in this episode, confrontation, we are including multiple scenarios yes. of the word, which is confronting someone else, yes, confronting oneself, yes, and confronting something else. I don't know what yeah. else is there. Yeah, and confronting this and that also. Yeah, yeah. And generally this word comes with a negative connotation brute yeah but we also want to talk about the positive connotation or the positive side of i think there's only a positive what do you say connotation yeah yeah i was searching for the word (laughs) (laughs) there's only a positive connotation to confrontation according to me i don't think it comes in a negative way like no i I think that's the optimist in your talking but uh, I am an the, optimist. It's not like there's some part of me which is optimist. No, I'm at always this stage, optimistic. It's the optimist in you that's talking. But otherwise, you're irritating. But no, this word does have positive and negative connotation. And okay. generally, people, you know, colloquial understanding is more or less negative mm-hmm. for this word. Okay. Because it kind of overlaps with conflict in that way, where even though that word also has a positive side to it, mm-hmm. a lot of people think about it only in negative terms. Problems of language, I tell you. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, is an episode that we did. Language, it's not easy. And also conflict. Uh, I'm it's not guessing easy. that's what we, 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 we did. We did, we did, we did. Okay, we did, yeah, we did. then check it out. Yeah, please check out. Yeah. So, okay, so you we are speaking from a positive connotation with respect to confrontation as a verb. 
Right. Something right. that we do. And we could talk about the negative also. That's fine. The other thing is, as far as etymology goes, very quick reference. What does this word mean when you break it up? How was it formed? Mm. It basically translates in very simple English to coming face to face with something. Okay. Now that we have bypassed the etymology and the optimology of this. And the context. And the context of it. Now let's deep dive. Let's get dirty about this. Yes. What it's is not easy filthy. about uh, confrontation? Fear of, I would say, the thing at the very top would be fear of conflict or fear of uh, repercussion. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm talking in the context of confronting someone else. Yeah, you should say that before you give this nonsense. That's reasons. fine. Say it before, say it after, potato, potato. It is there in the word, confront. Okay. Mm. So, fear of, what do you say, fear of conflict? It's fear of conflict or fear of repercussion. That is the mm-hmm. first thing at the very top. It is the fear that stops people when confronting others. Did you experience that anytime? That um, you didn't confront someone because you were afraid of the consequences? Yes. You did? Yeah. Why? Well, this was way back in school mm-hmm. and there was a pecking order. Yeah. And I was not, you know, high up in the pecking order. Yeah. I was kind of, I would say, mid to mid low. Mm-hmm. So, understandably. And so, when I was being troubled by the powers that be, mm. then there was a situation where you could say I could have confronted, mm-hmm. you know, the people who were making life uh, hard for me. Mm-hmm. But I did not because one immediate possibility that I would get my ass kicked. Yeah, the physical fear. So very simply put. Yeah. That is a physical fear. Uh, because, yeah, I was mid to mid low because I was very thin and very bony. Mm-hmm. I had no muscle or no strength at that point of time. Mm. So the immediate fear was physical uh, consequence. Mm-hmm. And next would be sort of a social consequence where because the pecking order, if they decide mm. this guy is excommunicado, mm-hmm. you know, nobody hang out with him. Yeah. If you're seen hanging out with him, you're going to get your ass kicked next. Right. So that's how it used to go. Right. So this was a, you know, double layered kind of uh, fear mm-hmm. that held me back and held, I guess, many others back at that point of time from actually confronting our problems. Yeah. I think that's a common thing, right? Yeah. That, that, at that fear age, of, yeah. the fear of getting ass kicked. Oh, yeah. I was actually thinking about instances where I didn't confront someone or something because of the consequences or the repercussion. Right. And, uh... I think every time I kind of got my way out of things Mm -hmm. through humor or some kind of like diluting the intensity of the situation. Right. I think that was my way of not confronting something. Yeah, that was my way also, which is what I developed later on. Yeah. Because I realized, okay, I can't play the game of physical strength. Mm. So I have to play some other game now. Yeah. And that's where uh, the communication skills, etc., etc., got honed a little better. Where I could pull their leg or I could make sarcastic comments on them. In such a way that they would also find it a little bit funny and they would also laugh and it would diffuse, you know, the situation. Yeah, and the other thing is that it conveys in a way that you're not the guy having the problem. Yeah. Which is actually not the truth. Hmm. And that is what started bothering me later on. Right. That, okay, I can't keep pulling up this game because they don't seem to be getting it, mm. you know. So it eventually led to me confronting what it is and mm. to tell that boss, you know what, all fun and games aside, but mm. the fact is, let's call a spade a spade. Mm. And this is what I feel or whatever. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes it always played out well for me. Mm. 
when you confront but again we'll go deep into that right uh, so how you confront and you know what can make a successful confrontation yeah not that i'm an expert but the thing that i always observed in myself is when i'm confronting someone the most important thing that i would always do was set up the context okay saying that see this is the reason mm. or this is the background of why i'm here to tell you what i'm here to tell you mm. so that always brought people on the same page if not anything else okay and that helped i'm guessing again mm. that might have helped the person on the other party yeah. to kind of you know draw a rational to what i'm trying to say mm. or connect to the rational behind what i'm saying right so that piece was the easier part to do yeah. for me this uh for me in my case was a evolution that happened little later mm-hmm. which is it's better i set context uh, okay. so that you know we get on the same page and setting up context also is one of the biggest weapons or tools you can use in the art of negotiation oh yeah that's where it really really helps yeah you. but in terms of confrontation i would say yeah going back to the school example that was a very physical primal kind of fear mm mm-hmm. first stop but when you look at the workplace setting yeah. like once you have adulted and you're working now corporate job there also people tend to be fearful of confrontation and there it's not so much a physical threat anymore but it's more about how people will use office politics behind your back you know if someone did not like or power dynamics power like dynamics how will it bite me back yeah because someone did not like you confronting them especially if you did that in front of other people yeah they would not appreciate yeah that. anybody in power would never want would never like to be told by someone yeah. right so i mean that's again human nature but i get what you're saying everybody goes through that at some yeah. point or the other yeah. and funnily it also is equally difficult to do it the other way around also even if you're trying to confront someone who's your subordinate mm. you're still kind of skeptical about it which is an interesting scenario because yes. now the power is working on your favor yes but still it is kind of difficult to do that yeah like the easiest example is we have to let go someone and you go sit across the table and tell them that boss you know we need to let you go mm. it's not you know it's not easy yeah right yeah so there are other attributes to it apart from just the fear of consequence and uh, you know repercussions and mm. according to me one of the top things of confronting or why it's not easy to confront something is to do so you have to put yourself in a position of vulnerability in some sense in yeah. some sense yeah. and that is leading to like i'm okay to face the consequence i'll take the responsibility or i'll take the accountability of what follows because i don't know what follows right but this is really bothering me so i just need to put it out there to see what happens yeah i can't keep imagining things and take calls or make decisions on the basis of that imagination mm. so i think it's time i put it out there and then figure out whatever happens so being vulnerable to like allow yourself to be in a position where i don't have the solution i don't know what this means yeah but i know this much that it is troubling me right you know so that vulnerability aspect also nobody likes to be vulnerable yeah because again vulnerability i think is is a very negatively used term mm. right you can't be vulnerable and you shouldn't be vulnerable to things right. or get affected by it blah 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 so because of that institutionalization you kind of don't want to be vulnerable at any situation mm. and to confront something i think it's a prerequisite kind of to be vulnerable at some level yes absolutely uh, it's kind of like if you were preparing for a boxing match yeah 
you know even though once you get into the ring and once it starts you're going to be throwing punches you're going to be eating punches all of that yeah but the period that is in the run up to the match itself like what's going on in your mind mm. you know you're going in for a conflict yeah you know um there's going to be some collateral there's going to be hurt there's going to there's be a lot be of a hurt pain. whether you win or you lose yeah there's going to be a lot of yeah. hurt so it's kind of like that uh, because you know what's coming down the line and uh, also i would say on some level like after you've adulted on some level there's a fearfulness of negativity or negative emotions also mm-hmm. people just don't want to be around that scenario for example like if you were a manager and if you were tasked with firing people mm-hmm. which is very topical and relevant for today's scenario absolutely i think by our count at least like about what 130000 people yeah. cumulatively give or take i guess it might be more eventually eventually yeah yeah, yeah. We are glad that Thigap has no firing going on. So yeah. if anybody wants to kind of, you know, join the club. Yeah, so that we can We never kick out our Instagram influencers. <laughs> uh but yeah, so if you were a manager and you were tasked to terminate an employee. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting thing that you brought up which is it is not easy even when the power equation is on your side. Mm. So why does a manager not really enjoy that situation when personally they have nothing to lose? Mm. Because if we talk about office, we mentioned workplace politics, yeah. we mentioned power dynamics. All of these things are kind of cynical yeah. in their outlook. But why does a manager not enjoy doing that? part of the reason could be that i just don't want to sit through that uh, you know they'll be looking Ordinal. at me with those eyes yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like but what did i do yeah can you please do something i don't have all the answers yeah can you help me where you know that okay you're just in middle management yeah you were tasked to basically drop the poop on someone yeah but it was shit by someone else it was parcel to it's you it's dirty work yeah it was delivered to you and you have to be the final guy right the last mile delivery right basically so you're not going to like it or you're going to be reluctant to do that because you know that you have to come in face with all these uh, the negative reaction of the employee and to be not so cynical about it a part of you may also feel that it is wrong it is wrong yeah. you know that this employee has been terminated for no fault of theirs they didn't deserve this you're in kind of a helpless state where you have to deliver the message but you can't do much more than that yeah so in that scenario we've just agreed that you know a person in that position would be hesitant to go through with it like walk into it without any qualms because of these 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 factors right but then if you actually paused and took a look at it and say okay i'm just the middle manager here hmm. i'm not the one who decided that this person needs to leave right this is not my decision i'm just a messenger right and at the same time i feel really badly about what happened mm. or what's happening to this person so i fully expect walking into this room that there's going to be negative emotions mm. there's going to be protest yeah. or there's going to be that kind of a outburst mm. and they may get very emotional as well and that is fully understandable especially if you think they don't deserve it right then obviously they're going to react in that way also the, i think there is some level of apprehension in you giving it away by agreeing with them you yeah know? we feel like we are we are not supposed to agree with them yeah we feel like uh, you know our hands are getting dirty yeah because we did not fight or correct. something like that correct there's some kind of morality issue there there's always yeah that gray area yeah. for sure 
So if you paused and took a look at it, and if you walked into that room as a manager who fully realizes and understands that this is not my decision, I am just delivering a message, and uh, I am empathetic, you know, towards this employee mm. because I believe that they don't deserve it or they did not deserve it. If you walked into the room with that kind of a context, how many mind, times are you going to walk into the room with that kind of an understanding? Then the way you deliver the message to that person and the way that they react hmm. to you will be markedly different from you know the the usual what you get to see. Yeah, the blunt way of saying it. The blunt way of saying it, and where the manager also goes into a defensive kind of shell. Yeah, which makes it worse from the employee's the guy who got fired standpoint. Right. Because it's almost like the manager who did not make the decision is now acting like he made the he decision. He made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing about confrontation, and which is why it's not easy. The other part about it is confrontation is a lot to do with the way you do it. Yeah. And because it is so less done, hmm. you do not know what is the right way to do it. Yeah. So you end up just blurting it out. It already is a difficult choice to decide to confront something. Yeah. And once you've decided, it's still not job done, right? Like hmm. you need to make sure you've done it right. Yeah. So like like a lot of things in life, confrontation is a very less practiced skill. Hmm. So there are few people who do it with such suave. Yeah. So when they tell it to you that, oh, you know, I'm really sorry I couldn't do this or whatever. And you are like, yeah, you know what? No problem. You yeah. came out, you told it to me, you've been honest or whatever. You feel that they've done their bit by telling you or by confronting you that they've actually not done it. Yeah. So it is a negative result. Mm. But you feel good about it. Yes. Because you know? of the timing. Because of the timing, it can be because of the way they said it. It can be because of, I don't know, honesty in their voice or the kind of words they used. Yes. Have you ever met a guy who broke up and they break up with such, you know, finesse mm. that the other person never felt bad for breaking up? Yes. I know a person who can break up so smoothly, you know, who can reject someone so smoothly. Yeah. It, it is like the other person like, oh, you know what? No problem. I'm sorry. I, they feel like they're bothering you by doing it. You know? Yeah. So, uh, someone listening to your description of that person, mm. you know, they might misinterpret that to think he's, he's a very, uh, <laughs> no, he's either sociopathic or he's, you know, a psychopath where he can just smoothly cut people. Ted Bundy was that. Without, but there's another side to it also because in my experience, these extra talented people that you talked about, yeah, they do it with a lot of empathy and respect. Mm, yeah, respect, yes. Empathy, partly, yes. Um, and that's the reason why the other person does not feel as hurt or yeah. as reactive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't take it the wrong way. Yeah. You know. And the thing that I mentioned earlier, which is timing. Mm. Timing, I feel, plays a huge role or a lot of weightage. Because the scenario that you described a little while back, mm. which is there was a deadline, you know, someone was not able to meet it. So they came, uh, they confronted you mm. and they just said, hey, this is the case. This is the scene. Yeah. So it didn't happen within the time. So I need some more time or something. It doesn't matter if that person, you know, if this person would have waited until later. Till I asked him. Till you asked them. Yeah. And then if they would have used the same polite way of talking, the same uh, communication, soft skills, it, it still it would not matter. have yeah. mattered to you because Makes sense. the time has already lost. Yeah. Also, statistically, when you confront early morning between 7 to 9 is the yes. best time. Right. Like that's before office hours. Most of the people are not in a bad mood. Yeah. Uh, so they're early morning. Yeah, yet. they're still not fully woken up to, yeah. to like comprehend what you 
just said yeah so it's a good time to catch them or know. immediately after lunch where you know they're still a little bit dull yeah 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 or during when they're sleeping yeah it's the best time statistically 100% success rate of confronting people comes when they're sleeping or while they're having lunch yeah know, in the cafeteria yeah you just pop up from behind you put right. a hand on their shoulder and say hey by the way i just wanted to say this yeah just whisper in their <laughs> ear and you walk away and walk away <laughs> yeah or the best time is you know go to the graveyard <laughs> <laughs> confront to the tombs yes it's the most beautiful way of confrontation it's amazing <laughs> um i mean there's no repercussions at all yeah whatever had to happen has already happened yep but what what else do you think is difficult what what is not easy about confrontation and from the perspective of doing to others i think one thing typical thai gap fashion that we have to make clear mm. for our listeners is we've mentioned two words confront and conflict yeah and both of these in general tend to have negative connotations yeah and both of these in general may be interpreted to mean the same thing no whereas what we want to clarify is confront has sort of an element of surprise you know associated with it that conflict does not have yeah so if brute and i are in conflict yeah we already know about it and we are like chal 2 o'clock yeah. let's meet outside yeah. and there, we'll decide there is a process there's a process there are, it's like a 41 step process that we have to dissipate a conflict exactly whereas confront the surprise element is when you're confronting someone they're probably not expecting it and even when you're confronting yourself you're probably not expecting it or you've come to a point where there's nothing else left to do So that surprise element is what differentiates confrontation from conflict conflict that's a important thing to nobody asked you but still you went mind. ahead with it bogus and what we li- do. i like a dumbass allowed you to do it yeah this is like, this is getting annoying that's what we do thank you subscribe step 21 yeah. we in conflict but <laughs> but uh the other thing about confrontation which i always felt you know which kind of it's like a gray area it's not like doesn't technically fall under it's not easy mm. but the thing that i always experience with confrontation is especially when it involves other people mm. the lamest example is you know your mother you have a fight with your mom or your father right and now you know that you have to go back and like address the issue but you know for guys it's much harder with the fathers it gets very tricky dicey yeah so you are always like why can't they do it right so the decision making keeps getting delayed because somehow you want the other person to confront you so it's you know you always tend to be more comfortable mm. to be confronted yes rather than to confront yeah it's a very weird thing yeah. i don't know why i don't know if again that is why i say vulnerability is one of the things because when you get confronted by someone else mm. you somehow feel like you have now the power or the decision hmm. to take it into an ugly way hmm. or to kind of like put rest to it well i think the most immediate thing is you already have the upper hand of i did not start it you started it yeah you are the one who came and confronted me correct so why you know, did you do it exactly this is what women do a lot exactly women keep giving you hints all the time and then when you finally do it they're like what made you do it yeah and you're like what made me do it like the I don't know. <laughs> like you've been doing all these things around me. So I thought this is what you wanted me to do. Yeah. So, you know, that is another thing which is very difficult to be the guy or be the person to take the initiative of confronting things. Yeah. And it, what people don't also understand is it is actually more power to you than them. Yes, because and it's the same uh, answer for both, which is why is it more power for you than them as you said? Mhm. 
and why is it harder for you to initiate hmm. rather than be confronted i think both of these go to the same thing which is the person who initiates is taking the responsibility yeah the person who is confronted has no responsibility yeah. like they just now defense yeah and the other thing is like you will understand how much it means for the other party yeah if they take it lightly i mean if the result of the conversation after the confrontation right is weak yeah or if it is too superficial from the other party yeah you get a clear cut answer that there is no point that person is not on the same page where i am mm. so i was giving it more importance mm. which i don't have to anymore right and that is what you get of initiating a confrontation yes you know so that is why i say it is more power to you because you are the one in both the parties who want to know the answer more than the other person yes and at the end of the interaction who walks away with power it is the person who initiated the confrontation yeah, yeah. for sure it might be momentarily the other person might decide or have that kind of upper hand yeah but then the one who takes the onus to actually clarify things definitely will eventually end up as uh, in more of a winning position yeah and i'll give you the example also of you know the benefit of confrontation mm. or initiating the whole thing if you have siblings or cousins around right when you're growing up hmm. try to recollect the time where you eaten that extra piece of chocolate which was supposed to be shared. supposed to be someone else right. or shared the person goes around asking everybody like hmm. who ate my chocolate or whatever right and now you are kind of figuring out answers to escape that situation because if they come to you you right. know the fact that oh fuck i'm fucked yeah so that is the power of confrontation like if you address the problem at the right time hmm. in the right way then you actually have more power yeah right so that is i mean it's a very vague example but it is just to paint a picture of how confrontation is actually more powerful than we think it is yeah and timing has a lot to do with it and timing obviously like i like we said 7 to 9 or graveyard yes cemetery or lunch time or yeah. lunch time sbi anytime <laughs> if you go to an <laughs> sbi bank anytime is a good time for confrontation yeah so yeah continuing on the context of confronting others mm. i think one thing that again needs to be clarified the reason why earlier um, you know we mentioned the difference between conflict and confront you know the words mm. how the dynamics are different between these two Hmm. is because there is again you know because of the confused clubbing of Gen these two Z. words oh okay the conflict and uh, confront hmm. conflict we know that has an antagonistic kind of dynamic within it mm. i mean there is a positive conflict also there is a healthy conflict also i think i'm talking mm. about the negative conflict Yeah, uh, more than uh, what did you say it had? Antagonistic. Yeah, more than antagonistic. I think conflict has more of an aggressive tone to it, which is why people don't do it. That's my take on it. Well, like, what I mean by antagonistic is it is against. You know, like if I'm in conflict with you, hmm. then we're pretty much yelling abuses at each other or fighting with each other, you know, negative kind of which conflict. Which is which is what I'm telling you. Say if you use the same word, uh, I'm digressing a little here. because i want to get this really right correctly okay if i use i have a conflict with you hmm. in an idea right and i use i have a disagreement with you in an idea sure disagreement is yeah. a lot more softer yes when i say i have a conflict with you in an idea right or our ideas conflict hmm. okay 
the sound of it is like they don't get along at all. At all. Yeah. But if I say I have a disagreement with you in ideas, if anybody is hearing, a third person is listening to this, right? And they're like, oh, it's just about that idea. Mm. It's not the whole person itself. Right. So I think conflict as a word has a lot more aggressive gravitas or intensity. Yeah. In itself, in the tone of how we use it. Yeah. Which is what makes it very misunderstood. Yeah, and the point I was trying to make was when you look at colloquial understanding and processing hmm. of these two words, conflict and confront. Hmm. Conflict is like interpreted generally as the more aggressive, intense, hmm. antagonistic kind of thing that we talked about. You talked about where you know healthy and uh, positive conflict is overlooked. Yeah. And when it comes to confrontation also, the colloquial understanding is that confrontation also is antagonistic, is also like, you know, aggressive, like I'm confronting someone else at work. The immediate, you know, mental picture is your radical in general is you're going up to someone and saying, you know, what the hell, man, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. How can you do this? Yeah. We need to get into a meeting. We need to talk. Yeah. And, or in a team. Or let's talk outside. Let's talk outside or in a team meeting. Yeah. You know, you suddenly go off on yeah. uh, someone. You're, you're going against. So the colloquial, you know, understanding or their mental visualization mm. of the word confrontation translates to these scenarios where you're like on someone's face and you're going off. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of, you know, clarification that I wanted us to provide in this episode, mm-hmm. which is that which could is be done. that could be true for conflict, like the negative form of conflict, because it's more aggressive, it's more intense. That could be true for conflict, but it doesn't have to be true for confrontation. Confrontation, there is no rule. There is nothing that says confrontation has to be you in somebody's face and mm. you're going off on them. Mm. I think philosophically, the the confrontation or the word confront or the dynamic is about coming face to face with something at the right time or at the relevant time. When I say face to face, right, it is not ignoring it. Like there's so many examples we have at work. Do they, do they, is it the right usage if I say I have to confront my fears? Yes, it is. So at work also, we see a lot of this happening where your manager, you're sitting in a team meeting, right? Mm. Your manager is outlining some kind of a plan that this is what we're thinking of doing. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to go about it. And you already see, you can anticipate, you know, you can anticipate that it might fail at this point. It might fail at that point. So once you anticipate that, right, to actually bring it up Mm. to your manager's attention, Mm. whether you want to do it in that team meeting itself or you want to do it personally in a one-on-one setting, Mm. it doesn't matter. What matters is the timing. Yeah. You know, the timing is before the work actually started, you are coming face to face with it, uh, with your manager or by yourself. Mm. That is, you're doing it when it matters the most, you know, the timing. So that kind of confrontation, if you just go and say, hey, uh, Brute, you know, that was a great presentation you made in the meeting. You know, the plan looks solid. It sounds great. There was just a couple of points where I could anticipate, you know, that we could come across these roadblocks. So I wanted to bring that to your attention, get your feedback, and then, you know, discuss or talk whether you think we can put any contingencies in place like plan B, plan C, etc. So some insurance kind of thing. Or do you think uh, these uh, concerns I have are unfounded? You know, let me know why, etc. Yeah. That is also confrontation. Yeah. But, you know, in reality, how it's playing out is a normal conversation. Correct. Between two teammates. Yeah. Manager and subordinate. Right. 
but it is confrontation because you are coming face to face with it and you are showcasing the concern at the right time yeah when it matters the most right so i think that is a very important you know that crystallization that needs to happen that confrontation is not always what the hell man like come on how can you do this yeah. you know fuck you and all that it's not that it no. is confrontation is just style. bringing it up i never do that that's all your style i am always so smooth and suave with right. my confrontations of course you are when i go to that pandava fellow and i confront him mm-hmm. and tell him that what about my change mm. i already oh, i'm so sorry i forgot and he right. gives my change back so yeah i mean good speech let's go to the second part of the confrontation yeah. which is probably good practicing ground of doing it in the real world which is confronting with yourself yeah i mean yeah. you say it is good practice But it, I think it is again. It is subjective between. No, both I of don't. Us. I don't mean it's not. It's actually. I. I think it is much harder than. Which con- is why it is good practice confronting others. Bogus. I know you've never written an IIT exam or an you know an entrance test. Uh-huh. The practice tests are always tougher than the actual test, and that is because mm-hmm. your practice is all should be harder than the real test. Anyways, it was a great analogy. <laughs> 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 Stop laughing, okay? Um yeah, I mean practice can be tougher uh, and it can be good practice of course, but it I doesn't make it any easier. Yeah, yeah, but practice should be tougher. I mean, that's fine. So. Yeah. You know, but I just feel like when you compare these two, it is easier to confront someone else rather than confronting yourself. Which is true. Yeah, in the real world, bro, what I've observed is when does an individual come to a point, you know, pick an individual who is your average joe okay. walking around or in our south indian average average srinivas yeah uh-huh. yeah average srinivas average <laughs> so yeah just walking around he, this person is not already naturally introspective huh. already naturally you know uh, philosophical and all that huh. normal guy this kind of a person at what point would he come to a stage where he would confront himself unfortunately i think never conventional people do it only when they have nowhere else to turn to you know which is pretty much it comes to rock bottom kind of scenario where you've run out of things to blame you run out of people to blame you've run out of reasons to um, excuses to make yeah uh, you've run out of everything all you have left is just you and you're cornered like an animal mm. and in that situation which is pretty much a rock bottom kind of situation mm-hmm. there's no one else but you and yourself and that is the point where conventional people i feel eventually end up confronting themselves themselves hmm. at which point it is very late yeah so i'll tell you why it's not easy according to me as to you know to confront yourself hmm. i'll turn the same question to you when do you confront someone else Hmm. and according to me you confront someone else when you have nothing to lose in that scenario say you want to really go and confront your boss hmm. you will do that when you feel like even if i lose my job i don't give a shit right i want to just make myself heard yeah i'm giving a very hypothetical example yeah yeah and that's when you hear this outburst coming or your confrontations coming so when you're doing it with the third party it is always you at a stage or in a mental space where like i don't care if i lose the relationship also i don't care if i lose the job i don't mm. care if i lose the money whatever it is that you thought was at stake mm. if you are ready to let that go is when you tend to confront it yeah. right or if you feel you know i cannot delay this anymore like the time is all you are stuck on that time you let me tell my version i feel first. like the timing has no uh, it has really nothing to do to with it fucking 7 yeah. to 9 that's it timing guys no okay <laughs> <laughs> let me tell my version i think that is when you confront when you feel that okay. you have nothing to lose hmm. 
and that's exactly the reason why it is very difficult to confront yourself because you always feel you always evaluate the activity of confronting from a point of losing something eventually yes so if i say that if i confront to myself hmm. i might lose a part of me or you know i might create a part of me which i might not like or if you confront yourself if you actually you know gather the courage or you are at rock bottom and there's no other way you buy a new watch get more time like no is, is this related to time if you're going it's to it's not related to time okay. if you eventually con- confront yourself the fear there is huh. all this while i was trying to avoid my own responsibility in this hmm. and now eventually i might have to accept accept and take that this yeah. was my fuck up yeah that means what happens is your own self respect is going to take a hit yeah Uh, if you had any which is what you lose either self respect yeah or you have the concept of losing something right yes. you after confrontation i'm going to lose this person yeah. or i'm going to lose that your own self worth is going to go Correct. down so that is the driving force for you not to confront yourself most of the times right i think that's the biggest wall that you create where you're like i'll just bounce off it i'm much more comfortable bouncing off it hmm. but to break the wall and like look the other side yeah that is a most difficult thing according to me as to why it is not easy to confront yourself yeah if you are able to bypass that bit i think everything else is easy you know you can have those long confrontations or conversations with yourself you can debate you can argue you know you can ideate you can disagree you can do 10000 things with it but beyond this i don't see any other point i mean everything else is very superficial it's very cosmetic yeah that aspect of what will like you said confrontation is a lot to do with you know surprise mm. right no you're not expecting it yeah yeah so that element of surprise the moment you start feeling i'm going to surprise myself mm. if i do this mm. and i don't know what is going to come out of it right. i can't handle that because you know we as human beings we are constantly taking decisions mm. which are actionable yeah right have you ever thought about taking a decision which is not actionable no or even went into the line of let me think about something but it's okay if i don't get anything out of it with yourself let me try doing something it's okay if i don't get anything out of it we can't do that we very seldom do such activities with ourselves yeah with me it stops with let me just try something like i don't seem to think about it's okay if i don't get anything out of it hmm. i'll just start with let me just try this and then i just start trying it yeah pretty much like i don't think about the second or the other thing oh is it like again i can be corrected or i can be horribly wrong hmm. but every time when i ask why have you not tried this hmm. to someone the answer invariably is like ah what's the point right you know and that itself tells me that if they tell me something like oh you know what i was busy doing that or doing this on the contrary if they tell me that what's the point mm. that means they already did the map like a mental workout of that activity or whatever mm. and they came to a conclusion that any possible outcome doesn't benefit me right so why should i even bother doing it yeah so that is what i mean when i say that we are designed to constantly come up with outcomes yeah that's our whole decision making process if there is no outcome that we foresee hmm. there is no decision we are making right so imagine confrontation is not necessarily for an outcome right it's just yeah. about putting it to rest yeah and if you have to tell yourself that i'm not going to take a call out of it right 
it is a horrible situation yeah. you almost are a stranger to yourself yeah that is a very scary place that people want to go to whereas i feel to go to a place where you are your own stranger is a beautiful thing to realize like i can do this too yeah or i can't do this all this while i thought i was doing this i didn't place. know this about myself yeah i didn't know this about myself something yeah. new yeah. so that's how i look at it and when people say whether it's positive there is a negative way of using it and positive way of using it yeah. i'm always telling that no it is not negative or positive it's a simple perspective you know it's where you look at it from Hmm. and that's my argument towards people saying that this can be positive or oh, confrontation is used predominantly in a negative connotation i'm like that's because people don't even know they don't even do it as an activity yeah and the other thing about confronting yourself hmm. that makes it so not easy is that there is an element of truth involved always with confronting yourself always otherwise you're not really confronting yourself always. there's no truth yeah yeah and truth especially in today's times it's like a pink unicorn it's like a blue elephant it is as rare it is like being brute <laughs> it is you just crashed the metaphor too no it is oh as if like you you spoke about the time the right time the right time. as if like your bloody sbi banker like teller or something of course you have that in your blood don't you like somebody <laughs> very close in your family is like an sbi teller so yeah the truth is so rare mm. that it is hard to process it the rarer it gets you know it is hard to handle it it's like a hot piece of coal in your hands and when you're trying to confront yourself there's always that element of truth involved and truth is never easy comfortable convenient easy yeah uh, almost always the opposite of these things yeah and we have to come to terms with that and that's also what makes that it is confrontation so, um yeah powerful makes it so not easy yeah yeah do you have any other points yes um last chance so there are two points um i'll give you a chance to say one point and the second point we'll decide later and no there are two points okay fast uh, we talked about the positive connotations of confrontation right mm mm-hmm. so how exactly can confrontation be positive i just wanted to quickly go no don't recap and all just that. give me not recap uh-huh. we we didn't go into this actually we did, everything that we spoke is positive bro no in a more specific example right okay like very quick example is if you know you meet someone at the workplace mm-hmm. and nowadays people at the workplace when they meet and they hang out uh, very superficially they go around already calling themselves friends they're not friends yeah they're not they're at the most they're just colleagues yeah acquaintances acquaintances yes you're not friends friends they're aquatic is, animals yeah a friend is someone you uh, can trust you know for a rainy day you mm-hmm. know that they'll be there for you yeah that's a friend a friend or you are in your rainy day because of them whichever yes. way yeah that's a friend but what happens through confrontation amongst just acquaintances or colleagues mm-hmm. what i mean is confrontation again i meant the positive kind where as soon as you observe that there is a difference of opinion or as soon as you observe that there's a different perspective you address it right away mm. and you try to come to terms with that or you try to deal with it mm-hmm. between yourselves what happens with that is it's almost like you're standing at the edge of a well mm. and you've jumped in okay now that is a point of no return right so once you get into that either you're going to find out that you cannot swim for shit and you drown and you mm. die 
or you're going to come out an amazing swimmer right or you're going to come out and then decide that i'm never doing this in my life again right you know that was good enough for once and i don't want to do that ever again yeah fair enough whatever it could be but ultimately once you leap from that point it is a point of no return you're mm. going to find out something new now that's the same thing with people also like when you go from acquaintance level or colleague level and you actually start confronting um you know these differences or ideas each other's ideas then you find out more and more about the person that you are communicating with and that either leads to a deeper longer lasting relationship or it leads you to realize within 5 minutes that i don't want to see this person's face mm. ever again yeah both of these are huge positives yeah either ways like if you find out immediately that i should not waste any more time or energy on this person hmm. or you find out this person is for life both are ultimate positives and Correct. you cannot reach there without that confrontation exercise no absolutely true person. absolutely yeah. true i think it's a huge deal breaker what like you said once you get into the act of confronting mm-hmm. there is you're already at a point where there is no return yeah and you realize that it's sometimes good to be in that position where you yourself kill all your other options yes now you have only one option to like move forward from this point right rather than like no no let me go back and figure out things yeah so it is important one of the things it develops is that you know we spoke about it in length the whole attitude of flight and fight yeah or freeze or freeze yeah, yeah. now it's you now god knows now it's melt <laughs> and then there is fucking something else yeah but uh, you develop that tenacity yeah if you keep confronting tough situations yeah. in your life and the more to yourself also yeah so i agree to what you said i don't have any other additions to it but literally uh, my engineering bro mm. when i joined uh, i was the fifth batch in mm. my college mm-hmm. so there was only one batch that was outgoing and things did not get too strict by then yeah so when i was in my first year ragging was still going on mm. and as juniors we were intelligent enough to distinguish between the types of ragging right some seniors did it with malice and they did it with uh, ill intent yeah they wanted to insult you and demean you and yeah. dehumanize you yeah and there were very few of those mm. and we knew who those guys were mm. most of them yeah they wanted to just have a good time you know they wanted to yes make you do something embarrassing yeah that you would you know open feel, up to them or uh, yeah make you do something embarrassing that would you know kind of give your ego a little reality check right and through that friction Huh. and through that confrontation huh. uh, confrontational period huh. the eventual result was huh. that we had great relations right with our seniors right and even after the college ended people keep in touch with their seniors and you know they become friends for life correct again correct after my batch they actually uh, tightened down on the ragging thing and they and were like that equation never no ragging back. at all yeah. none, none none no interaction yeah. if you see junior and senior interacting the staff used to automatically suspect yeah. that there's some part no they would take a call they were there like, is some oppressor oppressed going yeah, on here hitlers in the making exactly <laughs> unfortunately what happens because of that yeah. is there is no interaction there is no friction there is no confrontation hmm. between these two batches now the seniors have no idea who the juniors are the juniors are losing out on mentors they're losing out on big brother figures yeah that could actually guide them maybe they could share materials so many things so many things long list of things such so many benefits you have from you know interacting with your seniors yeah so this was the downside of it 
Hmm. You know, now you've completely made people in silos. Yeah. Whereas there was a lasting tradition, there was relations that were being built for life because confrontation was happening. Hmm. If only the leadership or the staff was mature enough to distinguish between there is this type of ragging and then yeah. there is this type of ragging. This we are not okay with. Yeah. You know, we'll screw your happiness. Right. But this, by all means, yeah, make them dance, make them walk around like hens. Yeah. You know, that's all fine. Yeah. We do that anyhow legally. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That should have been the case, actually. Yeah. An unfortunate reality is because people look at it and think, oh, this is someone is being oppressed. They look at it and think, oh, this is negative. Like, why can't you just hang out and joke with them? Why do you have to put them they, down? Why do you the word they used them? to use uh, in my college was unethical. Yeah, look at that. Which was so unfortunate. Exactly. I begged around my seniors. Yeah, I used to beg around for my seniors to like rag me and they were like, dude, you want to get us into trouble? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, how is this related to... Con- oh yeah, I got the point. Yeah. Fair point. Again, you're making good fair points. Fair yeah, and lovely. Of course. So I want to end with this point and to just make you happy. Mm. I'm going to correlate it with the whole time thing. Mm. why it is important to confront in the right time. Yeah. And I think this will also answer the point of why people think confrontation is this outburst kind of a thing yes. rather than, you know, a conversation. That is the main takeaway I want our listeners to have. Yeah, like that don't conf- picture the outburst only. And I'll tell you why it does come out as outburst also. And the reason how it is related to time. See, what happens is when I am not okay with something, mm. I keep it inside me. Right. The initial stage is always like, okay, let me see how long this goes. Hmm. And I will do something about it when I can't handle it anymore. Hmm. That's always the mentality, right? Right. Because you think that that's the right thing to do by allowing it to happen. Yes. And this is how the whole time aspect comes. The moment you find something is wrong, Hmm. you need to go confront it. And because you just are fresh out of that discomfort that is caused by that scenario. Right. You are just conveying your discomfort at that point. Right. Everything else is kind of an assumption. Hmm. You are like, see, this is not comforting to me or I don't think this is right. Yeah. And these are my rationals behind why I feel this is not right. It might be because what you said or how you think it is or like you said in that whole plan of, oh, this is the plan to go to the market or whatever. And you are feeling like, because out of my experience, these things never worked for me. Yeah. So, which is where the tone comes as more about from a learning perspective. Yeah. Like enlighten me, correct me if I am wrong. Right. Those kind of things. Now, what happens when you don't confront it? The moment you realize the discomfort is, now you sit there allowing it to happen. First of all, you're not allowing jack shit. Hmm. You are just a part of it now. Hmm. That's the first thing that you have to realize when you do not confront it right up in the beginning or at the right time. Hmm. So when these things are happening and building, there are micro outcomes that are coming, which will not be in your favor from the word go because you are not in tune with that whole plan or scenario from the word go. Hmm. So, by the time you realize that it's gone too far, you already pent up that frustration in you. You've already gotten enough disappointments from the outcomes. You already feel that you're a useless piece of shit. Or at least people are thinking, I mean, all these things, right? So, with all that energy, when you go and confront, it will come out as an outburst no matter how politely you put it. Right. No matter how amazing English you use. Hmm. The first indication that you confronted in the wrong time is when somebody says like, why are you telling it now? Exactly. 
the reason why the time shit is important is it not just about this is the law of it or anything but it is for your own benefit of controlling your emotions mm. and having an you know a much less emotional conversation oh. than having an emotional conversation yes exact this is exactly uh, that is how you on. explain a point bogus okay which is why i say being brute is rare let me i've confronted brute so many times and he is rare right let me add on to that like the emotional part of it is extremely important yeah because there's a thigh gap example also like uh, when, <laughs> when we uh, don't expose us no not too much we still have not decided to do the dark side of the yet <laughs> i'm not going to expose us too much i'm just going to show a leg just just, just the kamar yeah just the just still like kind of yeah. the midriff <laughs> that's it that's it so when we've had like creative differences in the past or when we were arguing about a certain topic when we are having in present tense <laughs> or you know i'm talking about the past stuff okay. not the present stuff okay so in the past like when we had differences of opinion about maybe a direction to go in etc it was more you know when we were arguing about something mm-hmm. uh, in particular like my immediate you know whatever frustration that i had or whatever instant reaction that i had hmm. i deliberately kept quiet for a while hmm. before i actually reached out and had a conversation because i knew that in the heat of the moment yeah. if i pick up the call if i could pick up the phone yeah. and give you a call or uh, if i meet you somewhere yeah i'm just going to all the emotional stuff is going to come out yeah which is not what i want Correct. because once i say it i cannot take that shit back right once it is said you can't take it back yeah so damage will be done mm-hmm. so is that what you really want mm-hmm. no what you really want is to address the issue you want to confront whatever is going on yeah. and you want to come to terms with okay let's reach a same page and all that so when you know that is the eventual outcome you want mm-hmm. i wait a while like one a day maybe a day or two you let, allow that to fizzle allow out allow those that, emotions yeah, the, to simmer down the bubbles to yeah, go off yeah like simmer down when i'm by myself in my uh, room if i want to curse brute in that emotional state if i want to yell you know uh, which i've done many you don't times, have to tell your daily practices which i've done many times yeah, yeah. don't have to, which is exactly <laughs> what i want you bogus <laughs> and this is why we have creative difference i told you don't expose no, us no, too much my point my point is when i do that i can do that with freedom because you know he doesn't hear it and that's the same thing with road rage yeah why road rage is such fun especially in four wheelers hmm. is because you got all your windows up yeah nobody's hearing you can hearing just shit. vent it out yeah you know the other person doesn't hear you yeah you can so let it go they're not going to be insulted or they're not going to be hurt yeah it doesn't have any effect on their day but for you also you're not having any emotions pent up yeah. you're immediately releasing the toxins right in form of the choiciest of slurs yeah which are fun uh, let's admit it so you know that's what i mean like take that pause to avoid that emotional element to your confrontation maybe give a brief pause so that the emotional part of it simmers down so now you know okay now i can have uh, an actual conversation yeah but and I, just to add yeah when when bogus you mentioned that you know do it in the right time right the right time to confront is when you are confident that you are not going to get affected by your emotions or sentimentalities when you are doing that hmm. activity it's really important otherwise you're going to be biased in the whole conversation yeah which is not 
again i mean if you're talking about the right ways and wrong ways of doing confrontation right it is never the right way of doing confronting something always do it from a place of i would say the lack of words from a place of optimism hmm when you confront in an optimistic way your tone changes the words you use change yeah and you will have a constructive outcome out of it yeah and that is really important i'm not saying that you should ha- definitely have a constructive outcome but at least a knowledge that you are doing it from the right place hmm. from your heart or your mind whatever hmm. it will tell that you have no regrets that i have actually went ahead and confronted it yeah what is going to be dangerous and why people don't like to confront and i've heard this from a lot of people oh i did this once and it didn't work out for me hmm. and that's about it and there's no you know method to the madness in those situations and why you keep hearing that more often is because when people confront they do it from a place of restlessness yes right so you need to be optimistic about confrontation so that later on you don't regret and also you don't drop the habit Hmm. which is i think even more important like even if you fail if you don't get anything out of it you should not drop the habit of confronting things that yeah. makes you stronger eventually practice and going back to that thigh up example that i was talking yeah. about i uh, i have tried so hard to digress from bogus that bogus <laughs> you know equally Moving important on. you know in that example is the other side of it because earlier i just described my situation where i am taking a pause a day or two to allow my emotions to simmer down so that i can have a constructive or positive confrontation uh, with brute but then it's equally important to remember that i took my time but there is an element of surprise with confrontation so when i confront brute hmm. brute is going to be surprised in that moment brute has not had the luxury of a day or two Hmm. to process anything because brute did not see this coming whereas i have processed it for a day or two so you he it, cheated it is fully reasonable <laughs> to expect brute to react immediately in an emotional way because this is the first he is listening to it hmm. he's not had you know why are talking i'm right here no i'm talking okay. to the, you know <laughs> listeners like for the okay. example um in the sense that the other person is hearing it for the first time that is the element of surprise in confrontation right because they are hearing it for the first time you should be fully prepared for them to have an emotional reaction and they will have it in yeah. an emotional way and you be understanding and you be empathetic and allow them to vent it out allow them to you know pass through that because you've gone through that already so give them that privilege also let them pass through that then once you can see that okay they've kind of let it out now you can together have that uh, constructive optimistic kind of conversation conversation yeah. yeah but what did i do bogus you obviously jump like a monkey no no this is where i said jump on this, the tables you break this furniture this game can be played <laughs> by two when you confronted me i was like good job now let me take two days time that's great yeah and that's that's absolutely perfect that is another indication that it's going in the right direction i would say that's the best case scenario yeah if someone says that yeah but yeah that i think more or less covers up all the points that we wanted to talk about uh, confrontation except for this unnecessary examples or four easter eggs of uh, the ultimate episode that will take down thigh gap which is the dark side of thigh gap <laughs> <laughs> so uh so that's about it confrontation it's not easy guys if you have ever experienced something on confrontation or the difficulties that you went through or any hacks which help you confront in a better way you can write and share it to us and if it's worth it we will also share it forward to other people and uh, most importantly you can send us money money is the top most priority we don't do anything without money at stake yeah and send it to us as soon as possible because timing is important yeah <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Seven to nine in the morning before we get up. Yes. And before SBI even starts working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no, no, money is not that important. It's uh, it's only semi-important. But do write to us, you know, confront mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. You know, that's important. Also, on Instagram, we are at at underscore thigh gap. Twitter and Vero, we are at at thigh gap. You can write a mail to us at mindthigap at gmail.com. That's it. That is all you have to do. That is it. So with that, we bring the episode to an end. Bogus, like we always say. Yep. Thigh Gap Podcast. Subscribe. And share. Share.